Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or, in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and I'm so excited to welcome writer-director Domi Shi and producer Lindsay Collins for their new animated film, Turning Red. It's the latest Pixar movie, it's super fun, it's all about 13-year-old Maylin Lee, who's a music-obsessed teenage girl, and it's about her friendships, and her love of music, and her complicated relationship with her mother, and also a little bit about her journey into adulthood. Domi won an Oscar for her animated short, Bow, which was also at Pixar. Lindsay has been at Pixar since since 1997, she's worked on films like A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, Ratatouille. She was a co-producer on WALL-E, which is one of my favorite films of all time. And Turning Red is just a wonderful film. I so connected to it. It was so specific. I, I just absolutely loved it. And also, just a mild spoiler alert, we do discuss lightly some of the later plot points in the film, so it's helpful to have seen it before listening to this. It's out streaming on Disney+. And also, there were some slight technical difficulties, so the audio is not quite what we would have hoped for. You will also hear tiny bits. You won't actually hear specifics, but you'll hear tiny bits of the film in the background. So without further ado, here's we're interviewing who? Can we start with, what was your first concert? God, you, I want to say it, it's going to age me so badly. Uh, general Public. Ooh. Nobody? No. No. I don't know. No. <laughs> um, they used to be the English, like parts of it was English Beat. Okay. Like, sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Yep. They had yep. a song, Tenderness. Yeah. I was. Oh, I yes. Think, yes. Yes. I was like. <laughs> 12, 13. Okay. So right around, yeah. Right around grade, that, that eighth grade, turning grade. point. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, okay. Uh, for me, it was Metric. Oh, okay. Which was uh, last year. I know. <laughs> I know. Last year. It was two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and my first concert was when I was in college because my parents never let me go to a concert. That's why I made this movie about a girl going to a concert. This was, this was <laughs> your fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about what was the most logistically challenging scene? I think the, I always feel like the first and the last scenes are always the hardest. And the first is hardest because we are, every time, convince ourselves it's the easiest thing. We're like, oh, this scene would be a piece of cake. So like two characters. Um, and um, sure enough, invariably, it's a mess. And it's because, you know, we're figuring it all out. Like the animators are trying to test a model while they're, act, they're performing it. And everybody's in you were figuring out kind of how to direct right. people in a way in you know, remotely. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's always hard. And then the last one's always hard because we hold off. Usually, It's usually the third act. You know, it's usually the big kind of climax of the movie. And, you know, we've, we've rewritten it 80,000 yeah. times. And um, like a million characters. It's got a, a bazillion. And effects, it's, simulation, yeah. everything. And everybody's terrified of it. So um, <laughs> it's always a scene that we hold off as long as possible because everybody's like, oh, no, that one's going to be huge. And it was. And it was. <laughs> literally. Yes. Literally yes. huge. Literally huge. How about emotionally? What was the most challenging scene to get right? Oh, oh definitely at the end of the movie where Mei and Ming kind of come together. Mm -hmm. That didn't come together until like the very last version of the mm -hmm. movie that we screened. Uh, I think because, too, like... I mean, personally, like, I was kind of, like, struggling with my own kind of conclusion in, in my relationship with my mom, too. But then I realized there is no conclusion. It's ongoing. Mm -hmm. And you're always going to be fighting with your mom. And there's always, always going to be this push and pull. And I think that was, like, me and Julia Cho, our screenwriters, like, mm -hmm. eureka moment. Like, oh, like, the, the, the end isn't that there's an end. That, like, they never fight again. Right. That, like... Yeah, all, like yeah. All, everything's like tied up neatly in a bow. It's that they kind of are at peace with this new dynamic that it's going to be a little bit more tense. They're going to have more conflict, but it's going to be deeper 
and they're still gonna love each other, but not have to like always be in sync like they were in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but you also wanted you wanted it to feel satisfying. Yeah, you wanted it, it to satisfying. feel like actually they did grow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was always it's so hard, and I think part of it's because you know you learn over time that it's like the characters are gonna have to tell you ultimately what feels right. I mean, you could go in with the best of intentions and go like, this is how we're going to end the movie and this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to resolve it. And, and as the characters grow over the course of three and a half years yeah. making the movie, all of a sudden that changes and you're like, actually, that's not satisfying anymore. We need to, we need to pay attention to these characters we've created and let them tell us yeah. what feels right. Mm -hmm. It was also, I mean, it was like doubly tricky too because it's like an Asian uh, mother and daughter Oh, I, trust me, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. And like, there were like so many instances where, you know, we'd get a, like a note or a suggestion or like even we'd be tempted to, to just have Ming say like, I love you and I accept you. And that's like, never no. going to, yeah. That, I mean, maybe, maybe somebody's very lucky I know, out there. I that's know. Happened to them. Well, like, it was like the California girl. that's was like, why don't they just say I love you? And like, no, we don't do that. She's I'm like, sorry. Um, no, no. Yeah, that's not, not what we do. Not so it was so hard because there were so many versions where it ended and we all felt like, we're like, oh, this is very unsatisfying. <laughs> like, does she actually love her mom? And she's like, yes, it is unsatisfying. Her daughter is deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> but like, you feel the love there. Like yeah. your, your mom does love you, but they, they, they do it through action and through other things besides just saying it. So that, that's why it took a while to reach the end. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Very understandable. Yeah. I, for years, I have been describing my relationship with my mother as fighting with a more powerful version of myself. Yes. Oh, yeah. So to see it represented yes. literally on screen, I was like, oh, oh, I get this. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it me. It me. It, it, in a it, lot it of people, me. right? Yeah. It, it's probably a lot of people who yeah. have um, Tech moms, uh, red panda moms, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. they're, they're well intentioned, they're well intentioned, but like it's a challenging, yeah, I totally rebranding it and as, yes, as a strong, yes, yeah. loving, it's, it's, yeah, I feel like it's a little softer, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little softer, softer than the yeah. tiger thing. So, what, what would you say the biggest change from the first version of the story that was in your head to the one we see on screen is, is that ending, or are there other oh, like, so oh, okay, so there are so many, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, these films take four years to make. And there's eight screenings in between those four, yeah. so there were eight different versions of the movie until we got to the final version. I think the, the biggest change is uh, is the red panda itself and and uh, her mom, like Ming's attitude towards it. I think when we when I first pitched the idea, it was a girl going through magical puberty, but it was a little bit more of a like a like a slapstick comedy kind of more of a of a broad, like a broader kind of like, like more one-dimensional characters. Uh, May's mother was actually like really happy that she turned into a red panda because she's like, oh, good, this can help bring in more customers to the temple. Yeah, it would have been a very valid storyline yeah, though. I, I would have totally, I, I see that movie also like in my head. I'm like, yep, yeah, all right. Let's monetize it. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, monetize yeah. it. And then there, it, it was plottier too. Mm -hmm. There was like. A cousin, like a male cousin, that came in that was also a red panda. There was just a little bit. There was, was a lot. There, there was, was a, a there was a gangster at one point. But there was a Chinatown gangster, and then at some point, it was like you or Pete Doctor was like, "I'm losing the metaphor." Like, why is there a? I thought this is puberty. Yeah. Why are we Why are we talking about a gangster at this point? So yeah, we a lot of simplification. Yeah, okay. a lot of simplification. What is the most embarrassing thing your parents did to you at 13? Or is it are we seeing it on film? Okay, I'm so we, sorry. I mean, we, no, 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 no. Oh, Go we, for it. Okay. You're definitely well, yes, seeing it. it is. Yes, you're seeing it on screen. My mom actually did follow me 
to my first day of middle school, uh, and and uh, you know I was walking out with my with my new best friends, and then one of them goes, "Who's that? Who's that Asian lady from behind a tree?" And I look up, and it's my mom with sunglasses on, and she was like worried about me, but she followed me to school, and that is but I was afraid it's a core memory now. She did not get into a fight with a security guard. Thank goodness. But and I, in that moment, I viscerally remember wanting to like explode. So I, I just have to put that in a movie where May actually does explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you know, if we're talking specifically, I mean, it wasn't for my dad' best of intentions, like most parents' best of intentions. But I think um, you know, when I remember, I got my period at camp, a sleepaway camp, and I remember being like, oh my god, because no. like, we never talked about it. And then I come home and like my dad like looks at me and like I drop off. So there's all these other families around and he just is like, I hear something special happened at camp. Like, and I was like, oh <laughs> my God. I literally like, I think I burst into tears because I was like, please somebody no. Can we just not talk about it ever, ever? So that's what I love about this movie too because it's like hopefully normalizes much more some of those conversations. Yes, yeah. It's, I mean, for some people it might actually be that conversation exactly, for them. Exactly. I'm like, oh no, what are these things I have to ask yes, about? exactly. Yeah. They, now kids have the internet, so exactly. <laughs> don't Google that. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, was my first? My first first? It was Orlando Bloom as Legolas. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. <laughs> I've never seen a more beautiful man. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And I, and I just remember trying to like draw him over and over again in my sketchbook. <laughs> I think when I was really young, it was Sean Cassidy. Who's that? Oh my god, he's a singer. No, it's like he's a, never mind. Anyway, oh, the one that you're gonna know. He's a heartthrobby like, singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do know who Sean Cassidy is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and then um, oh, yeah. when that kind of made, I want to say like May's age, I was it was Prince. Oh. I was obsessed Prince. with Prince. Great it's taste. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love those beautiful yeah. boys. Yeah. I mean, uh, the follow-up to yours is: uh, Did you become an Aragorn woman? They oh, say you start yeah. as a, a, a Legolas girl, and then you become an Aragorn, Aragorn woman. woman. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, you become an Aragorn woman. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I get that. I um, but I still have a soft spot for those like those like pretty boys too. Yeah. Like, I think based on the movie. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But there's there's so. I feel like it's safe, right? It's a yeah, safe it's expression. Safe. I was having this mm-hmm. discussion with friends. I was like, that's why people love like, K-popers. Or, yes. or like, why people love the Backstreet Boys. 100%. It's like, it's just sort of neutered. It's <laughs> you know? like, safe, soft. It's like a great way for like a young girl to like, like, like wade into the pool yeah. of sexuality. Yeah, but like packaged in a way that keeps it very... Yes, also that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Speaking of parents, a lot of my questions became like therapy, basically. Yeah, yeah. What is the most outlandish thing your parents told you in order to get you to do what they wanted? So like, a broad example is the myth of a certain North Pole dweller. Oh, but there yeah. are like more specific ones right. that I, a lot of families, I feel like. Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. One that like, the to do. Therapy question. Yeah, these are therapy questions. Go to the next one. I'm going to think okay. about that as you talk about the next one. Wait, I kind of have a story. Oh, about, you do? But I, but I don't know if it's like exactly that. But it's a funny story with my mom. I'm going to tell anyway. Please. Okay. Uh, okay. It was like me, my mom, and my dad. Uh, we, we were walking to like visit a family friend's like place, and then uh, she had like accidentally walked into a window. Your mom? My mom. Um, because it was like a like Wait, a, like uh, a sure, big, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. A clean and then, window. Like, me and my dad like guffawed, like oh ho 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 ho, and then 
she's very like proud and dignified. She's like, oh. <laughs> and she's like rubbing her head, and she didn't say anything all night. And then the next morning, there was like a letter on the on the on the dining table addressed to the two of us, <laughs> and like we opened it, and then it was like I was. I, I was very hurt that you two laughed at, at my pain last night. She left you a letter? Yeah, she left us a letter. Do we have the same mother? I know. Are we secretly? I know. And then so me and my dad had to like apologize. Wow. Yeah, it was really funny. That is so funny. But we still bring it up. But I'm not sure if that answers your question. No, but I, yeah. It's like guilt. The answer was yeah, guilt, guilt then. She'll leave letters for Did me. your mom laugh at the story now? Yeah, okay. yeah. She'll laugh at it now. Like, But like, she still thinks she was right to like, leave us a letter and point out that we were being mean to like, yeah. like, chuckle like at formally her, wanted at her to misery. Know. She filed a it's formal a, complaint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's notarized. It was notarized. Yeah, it was. She wouldn't it. Yeah. She's very good Exactly. At that. Have your mother seen the film? I'm going to assume so. And what did they, what was their reaction? Hers has. My mother just saw it uh, this week, oh. actually. Um, and she loved it. I was, I didn't know. I was like, you know, I mean, it, I mean she'd kill me right now for saying this, but she's like, you know, in her late 70s. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't know if this is going to kind of, if, if it's going to play, if she's going to kind of get it, right? I mean, she's, but she she cried. She said it was her favorite. I mean, and again, like, it's not to say, I've made other Pixar films, so this is not like, oh, I have to say this is my favorite. But she honestly, she's like, I really think this is my favorite film. And she's like, it, I felt like it really spoke to me as a mom and, and as a daughter. She was one of three girls, so she, yeah. and had a very strong mother. So I think there is a real kind of visceral connection um, for her on this film. She loved it. She loved it. So that was great. That's great. I don't know yet because my mom <laughs> oh. still hasn't seen it. But we're going to Toronto in a couple of days. Oh, okay. Actually, mm-hmm. tomorrow we're flying tomorrow and we're going to premiere it there and her and my dad are invited to the premiere. I'm just going to stand in front wearing night vision goggles. I'm just focused only on her mom. Maybe I'll phrase it as, what do you hope she says about it? I hope she says, I'm proud of you. And And what do you think the odds that she'll actually say that are? Yeah. (laughs) She's going to say, I've never been more proud. I love you. I love you. She'll never say I love you. Like with the words, but I think I think she'll get a kick out of it. Who would want Sandra O to play them in a movie? That's very, yeah. The, uh, yeah, in terms so of like, cool. I mean, the mom is so cool. Ultimately, comes off so nuanced and cool, and and yeah. you know, likable, unlikable, and and yeah, she's fun. She I is. love Ming. <laughs> yeah, I think she's gonna, she's gonna, I think she's gonna love it. Yeah. I think she's gonna be super proud. How could she not be? How yeah. Come she on, yeah. she'll take full credit. She'll be like, there you like, go. That's actually that's, she'll be yeah. like, the reason you are as amazing. Yeah, as you where are, are my royalties? This is my life yes. story. Yes, yeah. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. Very recent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Actually, boards are in sync. I think I know the answer already. In sync. Gross. Um, <laughs> new kids on the block or boys to men? Boys to men. New, uh, yeah, boys to men. I don't know. Uh, Brittany or Christina? Christina. Brittany. Uh, Christina. Her ah. voice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which Spice Girl is your favorite? Sporty. Posh. Okay. okay. Beanie babies or pogs? Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. Okay. <laughs> local movie rental shop or Blockbuster? Uh, local movie rental oh. shop. That was oh, long there's answer. a little... Was a local movie rental shop. <laughs> yeah. That was like... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> words. Go to sugary breakfast cereal and or were you allowed sugary breakfast cereal? I was never allowed sugary okay. breakfasts, but the one I loved the most was Apple Jacks. Oh, interesting. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Because yeah. me and my parents believed all the General Mills propaganda. We're like, this is part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> 
Nice. I, I'm so shocked you got wow. away with that. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> what is one item or trend from the 90s that you wish would come back today that has not already since I feel like we're already... Mixed CDs. Ooh. Because they're so, like, it's such a curated, like, labor-intensive, yes. like... It takes effort. Yeah, not the same as like a Spotify. It's playlist. not. No, yeah, it's not. yeah. Mm. yeah. I love that answer. Same answer. Mixed CDs. Okay. What is the first film you remember seeing in theaters that you were the impetus to going to see? So like you had to ask to be like, can we, can we go see this? Lion King. Mm. And I was like four, and I was traumatized after Mufasa died, and I begged my mom to like leave. So we left during Hakuna Matata because I was afraid more characters were gonna die. You're like they're all dying. I know. So I. I never finished it until a year later when we got the VHS and I was like, oh, that's what happens at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think mine was E.T. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's a very good one. All right, so my last question is, do you consider yourself a grown-up now? And if so, what was the point where you're like, yes, I am a grown-up now? You know, is it filing taxes, paying mortgages? Oh, <laughs> you know, those are some like, <laughs> yeah, those are the sad ones, but, you know, yeah. there could be a good made a movie. <laughs> I know. Um... Am I grown up now? Oh. I don't think I'm a grown up. Now. Okay, that's very valid. I don't think I'm a grown up. I don't yet. think I think I I love it. I mean, I like literally listen to all the pop songs. I mean, listen to more pop than my kids listen to. I mean, I, I you know I'm like that person that's like singing loud in the car. Everybody's like, oh god, like my kids are probably feel like more of grown ups than I do nope. at times. Same. Fine. I think. <laughs> My kids feel like we're going to get hurt. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think that's totally fine. I think, uh, you know, we should hold on to the youthfulness yeah, as long right? as we can. She said we have to grow up. Our mom, our mom said we have to grow up. Yeah, yeah, we have to listen that's to true. them, apparently. Yeah, exactly. um, well, thank you both so much. Congrats on the film. Thank you. <laughs> A huge thank you to Domi and Lindsay. Turning Red is streaming now on Disney+. Plus, and if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.